0: Good morning. On this beautiful fall, crisp day that God has given us as a gift, I welcome you to Bowling Springs Baptist Church. I'm glad you're here to worship with us and join with us on this special occasion. I would like to welcome, as a minister of children, all the special guests that we have today. This is a special day in our church as we honor Jay Washburn and Kenny Collins. As deacons in our church, We welcome all their family and friends who are here to support them and give them their blessing as we begin today. First Corinthians 12, verse four through 14 talks about gifts of the Holy Spirit. Listen as I read. There are many types of gifts, but they are all given to the believers by the same spirit. There are different ways to serve but they all come from the same Lord. There are different ways the Spirit works, but the same God is working in all these ways and in all these people. The Holy Spirit is given to each of us in a special way. That is for the good of all. To some people, the Spirit gives a message of wisdom. To others, the same Spirit gives a message of knowledge. To others, the same spirit gives faith. To others, that one spirit gives gifts of healing. To others, he gives the power to do miracles. To others, he gives the ability to prophecy. To others, he gives the ability to tell the spirits apart. To others, he gives the ability to speak in different kinds of languages that they have not known before. And to still others, he gives the ability to explain what was said. All gifts are produced by one and the same spirit. He gives gifts to each person just as he decides. Please join as we celebrate our special day of deacon dedication.
1: Our opening hymn is hymn number 653, Lord, You Give the Great Commission, number 653. If you are able, please stand and join in singing.
2: Quickly before we pray this morning, we have a few concerns that we want to keep in mind in our church family. Carolyn Hamrick is currently in the hospital, and we want to be in prayer for Carolyn and their family. Um, Linda Green, the wife of Richard Green, um, is also currently in the hospital in Charlotte uh, with a broken leg. Um, And so we want to be in prayer for Linda and Richard and their family in this time. And then also, Tucker Burdick, Um, he had surgery on his feet, um, and he is now at home and is recovering, and so we want to pray for Tucker and Nisi and their whole family in this time as well. Would you join me as we pray together this morning? Our God, we are grateful for a time where we can come and we can worship. We give thanks for the gifts and the blessings that you give to us each day. Lord, we are grateful for Kenny and for Jay for their commitment to service and to leadership in this church. We pray that this is a special time for them and for their families and for our church family. Lord, we pray for those in our church family who are sick, who are in the hospital. We pray for Carolyn Hamrick, for Linda Green. We pray for Tucker Burdick. God, we pray for others who are sick, others who are discouraged, others who are hurting and in need this morning. Lord, we pray that your presence and that your spirit be in the midst of their lives. God, we continue to be in prayer as our hearts are heavy for the uh, folks in Pittsburgh whose lives were taken tragically at a synagogue. We pray for our Jewish brothers and sisters. And God, we just pray that a special peace and that a special comfort be in their lives. Use us as Christians, as the church body, to reach out to them in love and support. Lord, you know the concerns that are in our hearts and minds this morning, and we lift those up to you and trust them in your powerful and comforting and guiding hands. Be with us in this time of worship, and as we go today and each day, may we live as the people that you've called us to be, to be a light in this world, to love you and to love others above ourselves. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray, amen.
3: Amen. It is that powerful and wonderful and beautiful name of Jesus that calls each and every one of us to follow and each and every one of us to serve Him. Today is a special day in the life of Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Uh, it is the time of uh, the season of the church year and, and of our year, calendar year, where we begin to think about our leaders in our church. And uh, you, as a church family, have nominated and voted upon the special honor of uh, accepting Kenny Collins and Jay Washburn in his deacons here at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. And so we take this day very seriously in the sense that it's a day for, for not only these candidates, but for our church and for their families that we set apart as a special day to honor them and a special day to ordain them. I know Ellen has already welcomed the families, but I would like to do that once again. Many of Kenny's family and Samantha's are over in this area and the Washburns here in this area, but we welcome each of you this morning and I'm mindful of the Washburns as well and thinking of two that would love to be here if they could be. And so we will remember Pop and and, and Betty uh, as we continue with our service this morning. If you have your Bibles uh, there in front of you or in the pew, I'd invite you to turn to Acts chapter six, verses one through six. And then the the scripture will also be on the screen this morning as well. Now, during those days when the disciples were increasing in number, the Hellenists complained against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. And the 12 called together the whole community of the disciples and said, it is not right that we should neglect the word of God in order to wait on tables. Therefore, friends, select from among yourselves seven men of good standing, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we may anoint to this task, while we, for our part, will devote ourselves to prayer and to serving the Word. And what they said pleased the whole community, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, together with Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, Nicholas, and a proselyte of Antioch. They had these men stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. May God bless the reading and the preaching of his word this morning. As a part of our tradition for Deacon Ordination Sunday, we ask the candidates to share a word of testimony this morning. And so Jay and Kenny are prepared and I know ready to do that. And thank you guys. I know this is not easy to stand before people, and, uh, but, uh, but it's your story. And so Jay, you come and share and then Kenny... You, you come along after. Jay, come on, share with us. Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded
4: you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. People who know me will, People who know me will tell you I am not someone that enjoys talking in front of large groups. I get nervous coming up here to say anything even if it's a prayer or reading scripture. But there's a part of me that has a desire to talk about my testimony. I want to share the joy I have in my heart and the peace in my mind that comes from the grace of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that I've been blessed to have been raised by Christian parents, grandparents, and relatives and friends in this church. I've been blessed with an amazing Christian wife and two beautiful daughters. I have so many blessings that I don't deserve. Some of my closest friends have had to deal with very difficult situations in their lives. I see and hear about so many kids coming through Crest Middle School where I teach who are dealing with, the thing, with, dealing with things I never had to experience. So I think that some people might not be able to relate to my testimony because any struggle I've gone through pales in comparison to what others go through. I can't remember the exact time or the event when I first decided to follow Christ, but I know it happened. I was nine years old. I have a Bible that the church gave me that has the date written inside of it. I also know because I have lived my life with the Holy Spirit convicting me when I've done things I shouldn't, comforting me when I was feeling grief or depression and constantly tugging at my soul to seek Jesus. Proverbs 22, six, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I remember as a little kid waiting in the evenings for my dad to get home from work. He worked in Simpsonville, South Carolina, and it usually took him about an hour and a half to get home from work. This was before everyone had cell phones. So if dad was working late, he would call home before he left to to let us know that he would be late. When he got stuck in traffic, we wouldn't know, and I would get so worried that he'd wrecked and would never make it home. I loved my dad so much, I idolized my dad. He would often tell my brother, sister, and me about how much he loves, loved us, too. He'd say, you just won't understand how much I love you until you have kids of your own. He told me how hard it was for him to love God more than he loved us. He told me the story of Abraham and Isaac from Genesis when God said, take your, only, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, sacrifice him as a burnt offering. It was hard for my dad to imagine being able to do that himself. When I was 16, I was in a car wreck and thrown out of the vehicle. Dad was so close to losing his son. The experience changed his outlook on life. He realized he had to put the things he loved most in God's hands. Dad showed me he struggled with and overcame sin in his life. Praying, trusting, and asking strength and forgiveness from God. It taught me about setting my priority on loving and trusting in God. It wasn't something that Dad or I did naturally. It wasn't something that changed like a flip of a switch. But I think that that's okay. James one twenty one. Get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. When I was a teenager, my priorities changed. I had become selfish doing what I thought I wanted to do. I still believed in God, prayed, went to church, but that had all become secondary. The most important thing for me at the time was having a girlfriend. The music I listened to, the movies I watched, and even some of my good friends glorified sin. It was all around me, consuming me. My sin developed into habit and then addiction. At some point when Neil Payne was the youth minister, I felt God convicting me. But I felt like I couldn't change anything. I would sin, pray for forgiveness and try to repent, but fail and the cycle continued. Proverbs twenty-six, eleven: As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. I was a fool. At times I was upset, depressed, and angry because I knew what I was doing was wrong. I was embarrassed and ashamed. But God kept calling me through Nils' devotions. Isaiah 59.2 says, Your iniquities have made a separation between you and God. I did not want to be separated from God. I had to do something, but I couldn't, not on my own. I started talking to Christian friends about my sin. I started searching how other people overcame similar struggles. I listened to sermons on the radio and read books about it. I changed the music I listened to and the movies I was watching. I relied on God through prayer and reading the Bible. For me, it took some time, but God provided a way out. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful and will provide a way out. I encourage anyone that's struggling with any sin or addiction, do not give up on God. God will never give up on you. 1 Thessalonians 5:16 through 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. My grandfather has been in hospice about a week and is in pretty bad health right now. One day I know my mom and dad, my wife and kids and I, will all pass away. Even so, I know we can all look forward to seeing each other again in heaven. My brother is so full of hope Every Saturday my parents take him to get balloons at the Bowling Springs Forest. He calls me when he gets home and wants me to come begs me to come and see them. On Sunday he watches the NASCAR race and he always says, I think Chase Elliott is going to get the win. Monday through Friday, he calls me just about every day and says, man, I can't wait for Saturday. I got my balloon list ready. Guess what they're racing this weekend. Every couple of weeks, he'll send me a handwritten wish list for Christmas through the mail. And the day after Christmas, he'll start sending a birthday list. (laughs) Until his birthday in July. He is always so happy to see me. He is always looking forward to something. (laughs) I've had to put trust and faith in God that I might not ever understand why people are born mentally handicapped. But I believe 100% that God has used my brother to teach me faith, hope, and love. Romans 8, 28, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Glory be to God.
5: It's hard to follow that up. I'm not going to lie. Jay actually stole exactly what my story is about. And it's just simply that God doesn't give up on you. Um, Most, uh, I didn't grow up in this church. Uh, I'm not from this area. And so for you guys to to vote me as a deacon is a huge honor. Um, I'm from a town five and a half hours away from here. And if you ever wanna hear my full story, it's about an hour and 15 minutes long. We're not gonna do that today. Um, I used to practice it driving to Charlotte every day. So uh, I won't make you sit through that, but. I will say that my life changed the day that I stepped foot on Garden webbs campus. I was a student, a uh, music student, and I've tried to quit music multiple times and it won't let me. Um, I now teach band, Chase Middle School, love my job. But if you were to see me as a student, you wouldn't believe that I was standing up here right now. because. Uh, I was a shy, nerdy kid in high school. I was quiet. Um, And when I got to college, I had been the band nerd, not a band nerd, but the band nerd up until uh, I came here and I said, you know what? Nobody here knows me. There was one guy from my high school um, that had ended up at Garden Web, and he was a football player. There was no way I was going to run into him. Which actually, about two weeks in, I did actually meet him. But uh, I decided that, that that I was gonna I, I was gonna be uh, somebody different. I wasn't gonna be shy anymore. And what ended up happening was I became the man. Um, I started hanging out with people who they wanted to go out and do things, the, the things that you do on the Friday and Saturday night, and I joined in and uh, I was pretty good at it and people would say, and I remember it was towards the end of my freshman year, a uh, guy said, Kenny, you're the man. I said, I like that. I, I'm going to keep going after that. And um, this is really hard to talk about with Dr. Whitfield sitting in the back of the room um, because I had, I think, three or four of his classes and I passed one of them Um, because I I was more concerned about being the man than I was with getting a degree and being a good person. It went to my head. Um, My second year at Gardner-Webb, I barely passed my classes. Turns out you have to go to class in order to get good grades. (laughs) I'd forgotten that. Um, When I was in middle school, I, I had started going to church with my grandparents and uh, I, I still think to this day, if it hadn't been for them, I, I may never have stepped foot in a church. So at a young age, they, they taught me right from wrong. They taught me about Jesus. I, I did accept Jesus into my life. But once I got to of Web, I became selfish. I, I forgot those things. Well, end of my second year, and I have messed up so bad that I, I need to st- take a step back. I couldn't afford to go back. And so I went and I was like, you know what? I'll go to, I'll go to ECU because, you know, when you're doing the party and everything, you need to go to ECU. But uh, I'll, I'll go to ECU and I'll, it'll be cheaper. I'll finish out my degree. We'll, we'll fix some things. And then I got a letter from ECU saying that I had not gotten in. Okay, all right, no, no problem. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go to community college. I'll get my grades up and then I'll go to ECU. I'll finish my degree there. My first semester of community college, I signed up for four classes. I ended up actually going to one. I um, had a job. I was more interested in in actually making a living and and continuing to be the man, to be the center of attention, and. My second semester of community college actually never happened because I just didn't sign up for classes. I only passed one class, so why would I sign up for more? And it wasn't until sometime around May of, uh, May of 2011 that somebody called me a college dropout. No, no, I'm on a break. I'm on a break. No, you, you dropped out of college and that hurt. Within a week, I made some phone calls and I was like, you know what, I'm going to finish what I started. I'm going to go back to Gardner-Webb. I'm going to get my degree. And that was, that was great, except when I got back to gardner Web, I continued to do the things that I had done the first time that I was there. And the following summer, I um, hadn't been home in a while. My I believe that it was my excuse was that I needed new tires, which I did. Um, so my friends decided they were going to they were going to take me home as a surprise. They weren't going to tell me. They told me we were going to go to New Orleans and just sleep in the car, um, which I don't know why that was a good idea. So we start heading the opposite direction and head towards the coast. At some point that weekend, we decided we were going to go to my uncle's house. We were going to go do the typical Friday, Saturday night activities at my uncle's house. And it was that night that things, things changed. I, I remember, you know, it was typical Saturday night except all of a sudden there was a commotion outside and his truck was being repoed. He went outside and there was yelling, there was cussing, there was screaming. And... I just went out on the back porch and because i didn't want to be a part of that that was was not something I was comfortable being around and I remember sitting there head down, just trying to avoid people, avoid eye contact with anybody because it, it was it was embarrassing. My friends saw you know my family members doing this their their vehicles being repoed, their houses are crumbling and I just, I remember sitting there and hearing, mind you, I'm, I'm by myself this whole time. And I remember hearing a voice, this is not what I have planned for you. So I, I looked around and I'm by myself and still to this day, I'm, I'm convinced that was God. That was not what he had planned for me. That was not what I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't supposed to be the center of attention that I had made myself. And it was also that night that I talked to my future wife for the first time on the phone. If any of you know Samantha, you might know that she hates talking on the phone. So the fact that she picked up is is a miracle in itself. But I, I came back to Bowling Springs. I was um, living with a friend in Varsity Square and I decided, you know what, it's, it's time. I, I, need to, I need to clean up my act. And the first thing I had to do was I had to separate myself from the friends that I had made. And this was about the same time that I started dating Samantha. And unfortunately they viewed, my friends viewed that as my girlfriend made me stop hanging out with them when in reality that wasn't actually the case at all. I chose to separate myself. I started going to class, I started passing classes, and I was taking June Hobbs' class. I had enrolled in 21 credit hours in one semester plus a senior recital, and I was working three jobs. That is a lot, and I still to this day don't know how in the world I functioned. And I was taking June Hobbs' class that semester. I got a C in her class, I was so happy. I was so happy and I remember going up to her we were in the calf, and I said Dr. Hobbs how, how did I pass your class she said it's called grace Kenny <laughs> and this is exactly what it was it was grace there, through that whole time of, of trying to fix everything there was so much grace that was thrown my way and it wasn't just from people it was from God too And to this day, I'm still so thankful for those that were in my life. And towards the end of um, my senior year, Samantha, I proposed to Samantha on Halloween 2013. So we just passed that. I do remember that date. It's easy for me to remember. I did that on purpose. And I decided, um, or we decided that we were going to move back to my hometown and I had a job lined up and then uh, Samantha was asked to finish out the year at Springmore. Okay, that's, that's a good job, you know, that's not a problem. And then I started thinking about it. Well, if they've already asked her to finish out the year, if she decides that if she, decides she wants that job then chances are she'll get it. And then she finally asked me, she said, what, uh, what would you think if, if I applied for the Springmore job? Well, the last place in the world that I wanted to be was Bowling Springs, North Carolina. I was tired of gardening a web. Uh, I had messed up and somehow fixed it and I was ready to leave all of that behind. And yet somehow we ended up staying. She got a job offer, it was a great job offer. We couldn't pass it up. So she, she's friends with Elena Bryson and we were renting a house from Buster and we decided we were going we to look for some churches. We, we weren't going to decide on just the first one that we went to. The first one we went to was Bowling Springs, and I'm still waiting to go visit other churches. We, just stay here. Uh, at this point, I think I have to. I mean, pretty much. But as soon as we got here, it, it felt like a place that we needed to be. We, we've been away from family for, for years, and my grandmother, uh, I love I loved her to death, and um, she told me, Kenny, it's probably best that you are five and a half hours away because you can build your marriage. It can be just you guys. You can build a solid foundation before anything else. And I still hold on to that today because I don't know where we would be if it wasn't for this community In this church and I want to thank you guys for that so since you guys have helped me out so much and and been there you you know the rest of our story since we've been here Um, I'm going to do my best that I can to serve you guys as your deacon thank you
6: thank you guys um I think it's evident that uh our church has chosen two young men that are God-fearing young men, and, and uh, I think they're ready to serve. And that's what being a deacon's all about, is serving others and loving on people and, and uh, helping them through other situations. And, and uh, I look forward to seeing what God does with both Jay and Kenny. So uh, I'm just happy to be a part. If you will, there's an insert in your bulletin. It's the ordination charge. And uh, if you will participate with me, um, there is a part where you will actually um, respond and there's parts where the candidates will respond. Deacon candidates, this church has voted upon you an honor and a great responsibility in selecting you to the office of deacon. Will you accept this responsibility, striving to fill the position to which you are called by seeking to love and serve one another with a holy passion before God, living in such a way that when you stand before God, he will be able to say, well done. I will. The Lord Lord. will you affirm your allegiance to Christ, the church and the scriptures? I will. The Lord will you accept the office, office of deacon in this church and promise faithfully to perform the duties required in this office?
4: I will, with the Lord being my helper.
6: Will you promise to assist and cooperate with the pastor, ministers, and leaders of Bowling Springs Baptist Church and to further the interest of this church in promoting the harmonious and effective working of all its ministries?
4: I will, with the Lord being my helper.
6: Congregation will you the members of this church acknowledge and affirm these individuals as deacons will you esteem them encourage them and in and cooperate with them as they perform the duties of a deacon we will with the lord being our helper i now charge you in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost that you will ever strive to fill your office to the best of your knowledge and that you will seek
1: divine guidance
6: in all your work.
1: Our hymn is number 482, Here I Am, Lord, 482. If you are able, please stand and join in singing.
3: Jay and Kenny, powerful testimonies. Very few doctrines are as misunderstood in Baptist churches as the doctrine of the deacon. When you hear the word, it conjures up all kinds of memories based on your, uh, or ideas based on your experience or the church you may have grown up in. And uh, if you were to ask, uh, if I were to ask you this morning, and we had plenty of time, what is a deacon, we would have many different responses from many in the congregation. I want to affirm our deacons uh, and the leaders among our deacon body. Um, I'm grateful for Tim and, and the others that, uh, that lead and um, for the men and the women who serve on our deacon body. Uh, I feel like at any given time as a pastor, I can call upon them and express a need to them and to know that they will do everything they can to respond to that need. And Bowling Springs Baptist is, is blessed with some, with some good deacons. Um, For some in the church family, based on your experience, when you hear deacon, you may think of of some bad experiences. You may think of those who are focused uh, uh, entirely on the budget or maybe on power or some authority uh, or maybe some other negative uh, type of connotation. I know some churches where if you get out of line, look out because there come the deacons and they're on you about uh, whatever it may be that they would be on you about. But what does the Bible say about the role of deacon? I want to say three things really quick. One is, it reminds us that as Christians, as people who believe in Jesus Christ, that we are all called to serve. And so my brief time this morning was simply titled, A Church Full of Deacons. The word service is used throughout the New Testament and in different ways, uh, but it's always used, it's referred to as diakonos, uh, which is the Greek word for deacon. And in John 12, verse 26, Jesus said, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So if we are servants, if we are following Jesus Christ, then we are all deacons. We are all uh, deacons there with the little d. We also know of another type of deacon in the scripture. Ellen referred to it earlier when she read about the different gifts of the spirit. Uh, We refer to the gift of service or uh, Paul in Corinthians refers to the gifts of helps. And so some are deacons in that regard, that they have been gifted and called to serve. Maybe they're not officially ordained as a deacon in the church, but nevertheless, they are spiritually gifted to serve as a deacon. So all are deacons, some are gifted, especially in the area of service. And the last one is that some are called to serve as a deacon with a capital D. And this third group, how is it different from the first two? Is that this third group is to be the model this deacon body ordained as a deacon leader in the church is to be the model of what servants and what servanthood looks like in the life of the church. If we want to know what a deacon looks like, we look to, or we want to know what service looks like, then we should be able to look to the deacons and the leaders in our church in that regard. Deacons, there's a charge for you in this message today and for Kenny and Jay. You're being called upon not to be perfect, but to strive to be models. Model servants, models in every area of personal and practical life. And verse seven of, chapter, of Acts chapter six reminds us of what that looks like, of what the effects of that looks like, of what can happen. It says, "And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly." Whether you are the ordained deacon this morning or church member, believer in Jesus Christ, we are all called to serve. For Kenny and for Jay, this is an awesome responsibility. And at this, at this time, we're gonna ask the church family to come and to offer a word of prayer, a word of prayer, a word of encouragement to each of you. Um, I remember this time in my own life being ordained into the ministry and it truly is a holy and a sacred time. And so I'm gonna invite each of you to come uh, to, to the altar and kneel. And um, we're gonna ask, the, the instructions for the church family would be to come down on the piano side and to come by Kenny and then to come by Jay and then go back up on the organ side uh, this morning. Uh, and, and my advice, encouragement to the church family would be to offer a word of wisdom, a word of encouragement or simply a prayer uh, that the Lord would strengthen them and fill them with the Holy Spirit for the task that is before them. At the conclusion of my prayer, I invite the church family to come. And I invite the families of Kenny and Jay to to lead the way in coming and offering that prayer. God, we thank you for this day. I thank you that you call each of us to serve you. Father, stir our hearts during this time as we meditate on scriptures that are on our screen, as we think about Kenny and Jay and setting them apart to serve in this way. Lord, bless them and may this be a holy and sacred time in their lives and in the life of our church. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Let us pray. Gracious God, we rejoice that you have called Kenny and Jay to the ministry of service as deacons, and and that you have called all of us to be your people in this time and place. Help us as a congregation to fulfill the mission to which you call us as we seek to know what faithfulness requires of us. Strengthen the resolves that, we, that Jay, Kenny, and we have made today. Uphold Jay and Kenny with hope and encouragement that they may endure every frustrating difficulty and may celebrate every moment of service and ministry opportunities. May they be faithful to serve ready to teach, and constant in advancing your gospel. Fill this congregation with your loving spirit that each may work together harmoniously and continue strong and steadfast in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.
3: Hymn that many of you know, Great is Thy Faithfulness, hymn number 48. If you are here today and desire church membership, we invite you to come forward. If you have a decision to make, I would love to talk with you and pray with you in that regard. Let's stand and sing as we close, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Jay and Kenny, with not only a certificate of ordination, but a book called Nuts and Bolts of Deacons Ministry, written by our very own Dr. Alice Cullinan, and I guess we can claim him too, our own Keith Dixon. Uh, but uh, Jay, well, Kenny, let me get the right one there. There we go. Jay, but uh, look forward to working with each of you, and you got a you got a good group of, of deacons to work with, and uh, this has been a very special service today, just a very sacred time for not only for these two and their families, but just for the life of our congregation. And so thank you families and guests and church family uh, for um, for adding your part to the service. Let me say it that way. Let me remind you that this evening at five o'clock, there is a special time of hospice and palliative care and a nurse from Garden Webb will be here in our fellowship hall. Uh, It'll be a very special time and would encourage all to come and be a part of that if you can. Uh, we do immediately now have a feed the flock in the fellowship hall. I want to encourage each of you to be a part of that. It benefits our youth. And so be mindful of that it's at the end of our service today. Here now this closing benediction and then followed by a benediction response. Go now with the knowledge that God is calling all who follow him to also serve him. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Oh, yeah.